Orb presents Tanks for Nothing. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And uh, hey, we're here. I apologize for last week possibly saying that Orangutan is Australian. He sounded Australian to me. Uh. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> you fool! Oh no, accents. Uh, I've, I've been watching the uh, all the comedians talk about Gilbert Gottfried. Of course. Since he died when we were recording the other day. I know. And they keep uh, that clip uh, of him on fam- uh, Hollywood Squares keeps coming <laughs> around where he like fools people. And when they're like, I agree. Like, you fool. <laughs> like, it's, it's real good. It's very compelling. Oh, what a treasure that man was. Yeah. I saw him live once. Oh, yeah? How was it? Uh, yeah. Uh, it was a long time ago. Uh, so it was in like my mid-20s. Mm-hmm. And it was good, but it was kind of before I had a fully developed comedy appreciating brain right the only thing i remember is him being like a real weird little goblin like he <laughs> he comes out like all hunched over and little uh-huh you know with like that permanent rictus yeah. you know, joker godfrey face <laughs> uh and i remember him doing a an off-color joke about people starving in somalia all right yeah and and then the guy who opened was almost exactly the like uh what if E.T. and Mr. T had a baby? I think it might be a little something like that. He was almost exactly that, but with a guitar. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a force multiplier for oh, shit. I thought, the, I, thought, I thought it was bad enough getting, getting shot with an arrow, but then you willed out a howitzer. I don't really care yeah. so much about the, <laughs> about the uh, you know, uh, the what if, phone home, because uh, you hit me with the guitar. Oof. Yeah, it was a musical version of that. Yeah. So it made me very worried for the show, but I remember, you know, Gilbert was fine. Yeah. 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 No, I, the, the only like big comedian, like big name comedian I've seen is uh, Bill Cosby. Oh yeah. Recently when... or. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this was I back. Visited him. Uh, this is, this was back when I was a little, little kid. I, I, I must've been like, uh, you know, six or seven, something like that. It was on a, it was on a trip to Myrtle beach. Uh, and, uh, this, uh, definitely was a trip where we went to see, uh, we went to see Bill Cosby and then probably the next night went to the Dixie stampede, uh, which Ooh. is a celebration of the Confederate South. <laughs> wow you're really having a having a time a yeah <laughs> yeah yeah let's kind of cancel seven-year-old cole yep i oh, to, wow. to, to be fair uh i'm pretty sure the door had child locks on it so i couldn't have yeah. bailed <laughs> you yeah. couldn't escape this is problematic and then like you can't get <laughs> <Yeah>. out <laughs> oh man All right. oh, well anyway uh, this episode which has nothing to do with any of that uh written by jackson public Originally aired February 28th, 2016. Mm-hmm. Follows the continuing adventures of the monarch as he uh, uh, finally takes up the mantle of the blue Morpho um, uh, in the wake of kind of his disastrous attempt to clear the ranks above him. So he's continuing to try and clear the uh, clear the food, clear the uh, food chain above him. Right. Yeah. And accidentally succeeding. Yes. You know, <laughs> Um we also get uh, the other half of this is Dr. Mrs. The Monarch kind of doing her job, cleaning up after her orangutan's unsanctioned death mm-hmm. and dealing with his widow 
uh, Battle Axe, uh, played by Orange is the New Black's Barbara Rosenblatt. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, recognize the name. She played the uh, the cancer patient in Orange is the New Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, old old lady uh, Russian or old uh, like some Eastern European mm-hmm. lady. Yeah. Um, and because we're in Villain of the Week season, not only do we get Battle Axe, but we also get another uh, level ten arch for Doctor Venture Think Tank, <laughs> uh, played by the great Jeffrey Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, Think Tank is awesome. I like Think Tank uh, so much. The book unlocked, uh, really unlocked him for me because I thought like he's funny and I don't know why he's lonely. He's too smart. To, yeah. Like he doesn't have any peers. <laughs> it's a, uh, this episode and the next one, both are really good at uh, dot characterization indirectly. Yes. Through, through who they put him up against. Mm-hmm. Like all these people, you know, the, the person who thinks doc is, is one thing and getting disappointed. And then another person who knows exactly what doc is. And then <laughs> just absolutely like twist him around his finger <laughs> with it. Uh, weirdly good, uh, doc episodes. Yeah. Um, uh, think so, tank is great. He's obviously like, he's a, he's a modoc. Okay. Like it's like a, a brain yellow, but mm-hmm. mixed with modoc. Okay. Um, in terms of, uh, of hero every once in a while you get not brain yellow, uh, brainiac. Okay. You know, they talk about it in the book like they haven't done a thinking supervillain and they forgot about they, poor Brain Yellow. Oh, they have. Uh, but he's senile. He's out the game, you know? <laughs> yeah. Crabs himself. Uh, whereas uh, Think Tank would never. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Brain Yellow was a ruse. He was he was scheming the whole time. Yeah. Well, he's a. Uh, uh, but back in the day, he was a real gotcha guy yes yeah, he yeah. was scheming at the the museum episode yes but he's a real like it's it's ambiguous whether he's actually from the future or what mm-hmm. have you is modok actually smart or does he just have a big head uh modok is kind of smart okay uh but he's really egotistical and, and short-sighted uh that modok i see so he, he is smart uh you know what modok stands for right uh machine only designed for killing or something like that mental organism designed only for killing oh yeah uh, that's uh that's dumb that's real dumb it, there's also a modam who is a lady modoc <sighs> designed um, only for what murder uh, i can't remember what the modam <laughs> stands for i don't read any modam comics but i i will uh the modoc series that came out on hulu the stop motion animation one is surprisingly pretty funny hmm. uh that is a uh surprisingly good show I saw comparisons to Venture Brothers off of that one because it kind of looks into how secretly pathetic Modoc is. Is that the case? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a deconstruction superhero thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Funny. Hmm. Uh, the uh, So the story behind where they put this together is kind of interesting. Um, they'd taken a little hiatus as they were you know working on the season, and they had a hard time putting the season together. Um, they decided in the end to kind of do a couple interior episodes because they realized they had not laid enough track for the finale that they wanted to do with the, the blue Morpho arc right. and that finale, which ended up becoming the intro of season seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they wanted to fill this out and Jackson had sat down. They had done rapacity and blue. And as he was reviewing the animatic, he just kind of started asking himself some questions about how the uh, events of that episode would just kind of like logistically pan out. So like, henchmen can get killed it doesn't matter but actual villains in the book they say oh it's like the mob 
you know, like we got to go and take names and we got to, you know, figure out how to get, uh, how to get justice. So combining that with the, uh, the typical bureaucracy of the guild. Um, and then again, we have the season six, very New York kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of this plot is driven by how easy it is to have your car towed when you park around Columbus circle. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. It is car shit, <laughs> uh, car shit and New York shit. Uh, there uh, ends up being a pretty fun episode if not you know great for like there's something uh reading in the book about them trying to lay additional track mm-hmm. for the blue morpho thing unlocks something for me in that i love the body of the episodes of this this mid period of the season but the stingers all suck yeah, yeah. like every post-credit stinger is the worst thing in the world <laughs> you know the worst <laughs> thing in the episode yeah. and it's because they're all after the fact uh just like we need to hammer this home enough yes the idea is Dr. Mrs. The Monarch is slowly piecing together these clues for this big mystery. For me, that falls really flat. Like the actual climax of it, mm-hmm. uh, Party for Tarzan, when we get there, is fine. Yep. And Red Mean Stop, fine. Uh, you know, the stuff that happens is good. But I think that um, this ends up just making, there are no jokes, and it just ends up making Dr. Mrs. The Monarch seem kind of lame. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which, I, yeah. which I don't care for. I, I like that they, what they end up doing on the way to that. Yeah. You know? Laying more track ended up having this, you know, this episode where we get really good think tank stuff. Next episode where we get really lovely Hank stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that ends up being worthwhile in the end. Yeah, yeah. And it's a bummer because they swung at something which is good, which is having Dr. Miss the Monarch have her own plot, you know? If yeah. she actually competently tried to piece this stuff together instead of immediately jumping to um, uh, kind of a pretty arbitrary conclusion, um, it would have been neat to see her operating. And instead, she's just and, kind of always, you know, a couple of steps behind and it's kind of belaboring it. And not being able to see through the monarch who is a gigantic dumbass. Yes. And a horrible liar and just like as transparent as hell. Like they're just mm-hmm. doing dumb sitcom stuff left and right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she's just like, I don't know. Like they, they've turned her into uh, a dumb neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a fun, um, there's a fun yeah. moment in the commentary where doc is talking about how he listens to, uh, commentaries. You know, he is, he is the one of the two of them that listens to commentaries and it's like, oh yeah, I can, I put them on while I'm falling asleep or while I'm doing other stuff. And Jack's like, Ooh boy, have I got a, a, a medium to pitch to you? Do you listen to podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> Well, he says he's like he doesn't like them because you don't learn about movies. Yeah, uh, through them, which is fair. But then yes. I was thinking that I actually listen to these uh, commentaries like a podcast. True. Yeah. Like exactly. So it's like oh, okay. you know, <laughs> fair that's, point, that's Doc. Fair. I've also yeah. never listened to podcasts to fall asleep. I've yeah. Never done that. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I. Um, it, I think it, it just depends. I used to I used to uh, watch TV to fall asleep, and now I, uh, you know, I'll put a podcast on and. With the with the sleep timer, usually in about a half hour, I'm down with my new medicine. So, if it's words, I can't I can't sleep while words are being said to me. Oh, huh. I can't have sli- to listen to words. I can't sleep with music. Yeah, I, music is tough too. I, I like I just need white noise. Yeah, like I, it has to be contentless. It's nothing <laughs> I can think about. Yeah, because if it's giving me something to think about, it's the opposite of what I'm trying to do. Yeah, you know, brains are weird. It's always been strange to me. Yeah, always been strange to me. People like listen to like, oh, I fall asleep too, and then they'll describe something very compelling. <laughs> you know what the fuck? Yeah, like, yeah. does you want to know what happens next? <laughs> you, know? you just fall asleep to Better Call Saul. Don't worry. What the fuck are you talking? Yeah, what about? are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, the, I just, I just, I put on the the finale of of uh, Breaking Bad to fall asleep every night, uh, and I, I have it time off as soon as it goes to Crystal Blue Persuasion. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, other other than that little little cute anecdote, uh, absolutely valueless couple of commentaries. Yes. Yeah. Nothing of value to be found. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's get into it. Let's do. Uh, we have our cold open, and Doctor Girlfriend is leaving the house for council business and berating her husband for being uh, a layabout. You know, she is uh, overwhelmed by the amount of work that she has to do, and she sees the monarch just kind of sleeping all day. He hasn't taken off that robe. Yeah. You know, uh, and he, he says that it's work managing the contractors, which is bullshit, you know, <laughs> and then pivot, pivots to like, I'm not going to work if I can't arch Dr. Venture. You know, you told me that you would bump me up and yeah. she's like, I can't bump you up if you don't do something. <laughs> you know, they're in this, this stalemate. It's like the line in vacation. Uh, you know, Eddie is Eddie's been unemployed for 12 years because he's looking for a position in management. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh... Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> 21 is just kind of sitting right there. And uh, she says, you got to prove, prove, prove to the council and me that you're worthy of being a 10. And then uh, kind of leaves on this kind of stinging note saying, you know, I, I married the monarch. I don't even know who this person is. Right. It's a nasty fight. Yeah. Um, yeah she's got a good point. Like does. I wanted to see this develop further. The monarch yeah. is not being a good husband. No. Here. He does not deserve Dr. Mrs. The monarch. Nope. Uh, the monarch gets frustrated and says, you know, go to the Morpho cave. He's going to show her, you know, and ba- the idea is he's going to start amp up is getting rid of the villains. So he can actually do the thing he wants to do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we cut out to Brock waking up, uh, at Warianas. Uh, he's got a whip, like a pony, like a butt plug, mm-hmm. uh, thing in his ass, uh, there. Cause you know, there's, there's butt stuff. Uh, and he's like, oh, geez. You know, <laughs> uh, in the book, they describe Brock as very meat and potatoes when it comes to sex. And Makes I think that's probably pretty. Pretty good description, you know, <laughs> pound, pound, pound sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he tries to sneak out. Oriana's working in the living room and she's like, Hey, there's coffee. He's like, Hey, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to sneak. Oh, you're still here. Take that coffee to go. Heracles. Like she's real cold. Uh, yeah. To him. Yeah. He finally found somebody, uh, less interested in pillow talk than he is. Yeah. I like the way that this ends up working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Dr. Mrs. The Monarch then goes to Vendek Tower on the same time uh, to grab Harangatang's uh, twisted corpse <laughs> from the lobby, the whole floor, uh, and tells Rusty, like, hey, your response is, is way overboard. Yeah. Uh, he denies it, but she's like, this has Death by Samson written all over it. Right, right. Um, he starts hitting on her because she dresses up like a Nazi, much like Alton Brown does during Camp Cutthroat. <laughs> um, <laughs> like... Just dreaming to be be a, be a Nazi. Uh, he calls her Fraulein. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a it's a snappy outfit she has on. It is the weird connotations. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, they decide to make her a Nazi. She Wolf of the SS. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I Bro- love a uh, hungover Brock uh, here. Seeing her and trying like, to draw his knife and then saying it's too much yeah, trouble. Uh, he's just too hungover from God gas. <laughs> like. Oh my gosh! It's just ah, whatever. Uh, and he, he he backs Rusty up, saying, "Hey, we got nothing to do with Orangutan's death." Um, uh, but he won't hand over the security tape. He says, yeah, "We could clear the we could clear this up, but you know he's not going to hand over the security to the to the guild. Uh, they're going to know where all the where all the cameras are and stuff. It's bad news." Yeah, uh, she gets ready to leave. Uh, she runs into uh, Dean. it's Dean yeah. actually, yeah, carrying flowers. 
Um, she crushes them and thinks he, you know, like father, like son, thinking he's hitting on her. But they were flowers for Uncle Hatred. <laughs> in the hospital. These are for Uncle Hatred. Yeah. No. After, uh, oh my gosh, the repeated headbutting that Herringatan gave him, uh, gave him, yeah. uh, last time. Yeah. Uh, the Watch and Ward have Rusty hide a form for the retrieval. Uh, they give him their pen, their helpful pen, mm-hmm. and give them the number for the helpful hate line uh, so they can troll him later. <laughs> uh, the guild giving out pen is a weird sub-theme this episode. <laughs> yeah. I like that quite a bit. The, the, the new guild yeah. handing out pens left and right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. very cute. Yeah. Uh, Rusty notices that Brock is walking strangely again because of the butt stuff and says, oh, are you experiencing uh, anal leakage? You know, just pumping them for side effects. Yeah, I don't need another Alestra on my hands. Do, do we need to describe the Alestra controversy for anybody oh, yeah. born after 1997? Be, before we do that, though, this has one of my favorite Patrick Warburton things. There's a little talk over where he's like, no, maybe I. And like just under his breath is like, maybe I am. You know, uh, he says very confident about it. And then he's like, I don't know. Uh, I love that little bit of them talking over each other. It's real good. Um, Alester is a fat substitute that caused diarrhea. Yeah. Uh, uh in, oh. involuntary diarrhea, not the kind of diarrhea you sign up for, but the kind of <laughs> diarrhea that just signs up for you. <laughs> not the kind of diarrhea. Hey Gary, were you signing <laughs> up for diarrhea? <laughs> well, I'm telling you, this is the kind of diarrhea that signs up for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It wasn't At just the Olympics. Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's it's not, it wasn't just diarrhea it was oily discharge so it just yeah. uh, effectively it's a fat but your body couldn't process it and so you know like you could it just slipped on through yeah yeah oh yeah just just uh just just, just ran through you like it was uh like it was bacon grease uh but uh yeah. but yeah just uh kind of came out the back and ruined uh ruined underpants and stuff it was you know uh, it was it, real bad yeah the uh the not very good show mad tv the only funny thing I remember from it mm-hmm. is they had a sketch about Alestra, new improved Alestra, which has 10% less anal leakage. <laughs> and they're like, let's illustrate it. And then they had two gigantic pitchers of iced tea with lemons and ice floating in them. <laughs> and they, and one slightly less full. And they just poured them both into a diaper. <laughs> and like They both just overflowed, but one overflowed like just 10% less. And they're like, 10% less. That's the confidence you can believe it yeah <laughs> it's like very i love the idea of like splitting the difference on how much anal leakage you're willing to have <laughs> I'll, I'll accept a lot of it but not this much no i mean you know? uh, 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 life is lived on the margins you know it's a uh, the 10 yeah. the percent the poison yeah what would have yeah. uh you know what what have you made 10 percent more money makes a big difference for a lot yeah. of people now, instead of yeah. money, it is a mysterious oil that scientists made. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's not going into your bank account. Yeah. It's going into your butt. Yeah. And out of your butt. It's getting smeared and on your... And it's not 10% more. It's 10% less. Right. Right. It's it's, you know? it's being yeah. smeared all over your car seat, your office chair, yeah. a loved one. Yeah. <laughs> 10% is a, is a good rate in today's economy. <laughs> oh, you know? In today's economy? Yeah. 10%. Uh, I, there's just a very funny sketch for that, like horrible, wretched show. Just <laughs> like, like very, very good. I love the iced tea. It was very good. Yeah. Um, the implication that doc invented that is very in line with the kind of shit he invents. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, along with the, the uh, project Prometheus or whatever, we just got livers coming out the yin yang. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Pirate Captain comes in and says the good ship Ventac has hit a bit of a PR iceberg. Uh, and there's another very dated reference here. Yeah, I was um, I was shocked was it, when I saw this uh, again. I forgot that they did Billy as David Hasselhoff. In 2016. I know. Ten years too late, guys. Yeah, this is wild. Yeah. Uh, it's Billy coming down off God Gas eating a cheeseburger. Yeah. Uh, a long time ago, there's an old man named David Hasselhoff, and he got really drunk and ate a cheeseburger on the floor, uh, and there was a video of it. His daughter. And this is what we had instead of news back <laughs> in the day. His daughter um, uh, filmed the video to show him to shame him, and it got out. Yeah, just yeah. like, hey, the, this this is what you turn into when you're drunk, Dad. Like, yeah, too many floor burgers, man. <laughs> like, at least eat over the sink, you piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Eat over the sink like a human. Oh yeah. my gosh, even animals notice shit in the corner. Yeah, David. <laughs> yeah. So they're watching this on the JPad and cut over to Action Man's apartment where all the oldsters are uh, watching this video and laughing. Oh, poor Billy. You know, he walks out like, oh, my yeah. gosh, did you feel did you film that last night? He's still feeling bad. He's got the he's got the hangover, too. Uh, <laughs> I love this. Rose answers the door and calls for him. Hey, Bill, Bill, there's a Nazi here to see you. <laughs> Yeah, it's very cute. Uh, this is Dr. Mrs. The Monarch there to uh, to question him since he was there. Uh, we cut over to a joke they threatened to make in the book. They mm-hmm. finally made uh, where a phone rings the Newark mayor's office yeah. and Janner opens up a bust of the city founder and finds a red phone receiver, of course, referencing the 60s Batman mm-hmm. yeah. uh, show where he had a direct line to the mayor's office. Yeah. Weirdly, it was a statue of uh, in Batman. It was a statue of William Shakespeare. Like yeah, and and it wasn't for Batman to call the mayor. It was just for the mayor to call Batman. Uh huh. You know, uh, here it it works both ways. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, twenty one hangs up, uh, and the monarch is going through all the old gear. You know, the uh, Green Hornet was a gadget based superhero. Um, it was uh, it was his, his chauffeur. Uh, I want to say Kano, but that is not him. What was the Green Hair Green Hornet's uh, uh, buddy's name? K- Kano. Uh, Kato? Kato, yeah, Kato, there we go. Kato? Yeah, yeah, maybe Kato. Yeah. Like the Institute, or like the Kalen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but it was, it was Kato who did all of the, uh, all the physical stuff. Uh, Monarch's like, hey, what does this thing do? And it's like a big extendable arm with a, with a hinge on it. And I was like, oh, is that a back scratcher or something? They're just going through it, trying to figure it out. Yeah. That ends up being a real limp payoff, I think. Yes. Uh, I do not like that joke. No. Um, I do like the joke of them using the laptop and not using the crime computer because the <laughs> crime computer is from the 60s uh, and is has no memory to it. There is no There's internet really... because there was no internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it, it, it's, it's basically a speak and spell. Um, there's a good uh, Marvel comic that takes all of these old heroes and puts them together. Uh, and one of them is an old is like an old like robot man from the sixties and he runs around bragging about his 56 K of memory <laughs> that he has. That's real good. <laughs> like, it's like how, um, and he's how, constantly forgetting things. Yeah. It's, it's so. like how in neuromancer, like the entire plot, uh, hinges on a bounty of like, you can get two megabytes of Ram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's, I love that shit. Yeah. It's so quaint. <laughs> uh, it's very good. Oh gosh. <laughs> So uh, he's checking and uh, 21 is found. Wide Whale, Wide Whale has contracted his arching rights out uh, you know, to sub arches through the uh, through the guild's fiends and family plan, uh, which is which is yes. cute. 
Um, yeah. And okay, we got all these guys. It's like a big org chart. Uh, if we're gonna make this happen, we gotta we gotta step up the pace. We gotta go killing these folks. Uh, but twenty one, yeah. it's, it's not sitting right. What happened to uh, orangutan? Yeah, I, I I mix feelings about this yeah. a little bit here with twenty one uh, because the idea is you know twenty one kind of flirted with being a good guy and stuff, and you could say like he never killed anybody. Um, he thought he did. Mm-hmm. There's like a part, uh, like there's the thing with Hank where he's like, I hate killing you, dude. Yeah. You know, he thinks he's killing people like this. This doesn't read very well to me. It feels like a, uh, like a then, sloppy retcon a little bit, a little bit that, and a little bit, uh, the monarch, this would have been a good opportunity. I feel like for the monarch to like, this is him being really callous about this shit is the stuff that made 21 leave him. Mm-hmm. You know, the monarch hasn't changed. Right. Like it's, you know, him, I would have liked this more if 21 was like, I don't want to keep doing this. And the monarch showed a little bit of softness. Like even Mm -hmm. when the monarch is given something to do, he's still so incredibly one note. Yeah. Even on the, the venture brothers cartoon curve, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're getting, uh, with Brock, the reason why that's so cool is that Brock is usually the one who loves him and leaves him, Mm -hmm. you know, makes all those kids on Spanakopita. (laughs) Uh, having him with a strong woman who is not interested in him is like, takes his character to an interesting place. Mm Mm-hmm. The monarch is getting this kind of weird hero arc, but it's just about the costume that he wears. He's still just doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. He's doing it so he can fight Dr. Venture. He doesn't care about 21. He's a shitty husband. Like he's just an unchanging character. Yeah. You know, and he's, and he's, you know, that sounds like a silly complaint on this fun cartoon about goofs, but he's kind of the only one, Mm -hmm. you know, this season is really about recontextualizing characters and, and like Dean changes a lot. Mm -hmm. Hank changes a lot. You know, these, monarch doesn't nope. and it's a it's a bummer yeah because yeah. there, there's interesting stuff they could do um yeah. but yeah it's just a disappointment comes from expectations not met <sighs> yeah and just the met expectations that they set yes you know with with the curve of their show yeah um so uh they kind of go back and forth on this the monarch's like no you're a super villain we have to kill he's like hey should we kill manolo <laughs> he's seen the cave uh, how dare you? You, know? <laughs> you do not touch uh, Manolo. <laughs> uh, he's like, plus I think he's padding his invoices and, uh, 21's like, Oh, he does quality work. You're paying for quality. <laughs> uh, good contractor. Yeah. I'll no. fuck with Manolo. Oh, if, if you find a good contractor, you keep that person in your life. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they want to go get the Morpho mobile back from the impound lot. So they can do this stuff. But they they can't because they don't have the Morpho mobile. They're going to take the Morpho scooters, but then they'll just have to make another trip back. <laughs> uh, so they're like, oh, we do have Metro cards. Almost leading into, you know, kind of leading into another goddamn New York transit joke. Right. Uh, right. But we don't spend as much time with it. No, time. no. We don't see them in costume on the on the subway or what have you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so up in space. Uh, the, on the meteor, Doctor Mrs. The Monarch is hologramming in, explaining, "Hey, Billy, Billy didn't have anything useful." Uh, and I, lo- I love Phantom Moon saying, "Not surprising, since he was hippie tripping on Doctor Venture's good time goof gas." I love good time goof gas. I would do some good, good time goof gas. Uh, have I got good news for you about nitrous oxide, my friend? Yeah, yeah. I keep trying to find a dentist that'll do it to me, but uh, <laughs> well, no, nobody we likes to advertise it anymore because it's. I guess it's kind of medieval. It feels like it's very old school now. <laughs> you, know? you can get an approximation of that. Just go out and get some whipped cream chargers. Yeah, yeah. I'll just do it myself before I go into the dentist. <laughs> because they'll give you those, those pills uh they've given me a pill before they give me a pill before my vasectomy but I didn't do anything mm-hmm. like 
and I say that like maybe I would have been more nervous having my balls cut open if <sighs> I didn't have the pill. Maybe, but it wasn't like a comfortable, relaxing experience. I want to go into a fugue state. Oh yeah, no, I want the you know? I want what happened when I got my wisdom teeth uh, taken out, which is just a loop of tape was cut. Like it was yeah. just me sitting there like, oh, this needle hurts. And then in the car, like, oh, God, I'm drooling. <laughs> that, I, I want that so bad. And I want them to do all of it. Yeah. Like literally just fix the whole thing. Like put me in a week, week of surgery and give me a, like seven weight mates. Oh, yeah. And then I just wake up with it all done. And maybe I'm sore for a couple of days. I take a couple mm-hmm. sick days, but it's oh. done. Oh, yeah. Just let me moon night. Like just moon night my way through this. Yes. <laughs> fix it. you fuckers i hate doctors oh my god um the uh you know billy uh all she got from billy was they had a vision of the blue morpho but nobody believes that because he's dead right yeah Yeah. it's not possible uh she says she can't get the venture security tapes and wide whale hologrammed in and says that he can do that because he left a few bugs inside the venture place so he can get the tapes right uh hank overhears this but this doesn't really pay out he's just he's just it's weird because the wide whale is at the restaurant where you know where hank works uh and he's he's just there in his disguise as a waiter so i made a note and i was like man where would that hank stuff go hank doesn't really factor into this one no, it feels like it's a leftover draft thing. It feels like, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, just real weird. Mm-hmm. Um, Wide whale is going to go ahead and take care of that. Uh, Dr. Mrs. The Monarch says, I'm going to go inform the widow orangutan. <laughs> uh, the widow orangutan is a phrase I've never, I don't get sick of during this episode. No, no, I, I really yeah. enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, and then Red Mantle expresses uh, confusion and disgust. <laughs> Why didn't anyone tell me we could just hologram in, which is the crazy, you know, the fun thing about the meteor base. Like, oh, we've, we've got to go through a shuttle had to launch. go to space yeah. on a Tuesday. <laughs> uh, the other important part in the scene is that they, they all are doubting Dr. Mrs. The Monarch. Right. Like yeah. they say, like, you know, you should take some time off. This is getting to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if it's here or if it's a little bit later where a phantom limb is like your husband's obsession with dr venture is rubbed off on you like right you know you are you need to chill yeah. so eventually she'll be vindicated but this is another little breadcrumb in, in them setting that up mm-hmm. yeah uh so she goes off to comfort the widow orangutan uh watch and ward uh, or her chauffeurs uh they drop her off uh at her place which is a bar called ye old battle axe that is uh that is her mm-hmm. name uh derogatory term for a for, for, for an angry older woman I think is that the context I, for that? It, it, that's the context. I don't know how like it's derogatory, but I don't know if it's yeah. like it's like in the same class as like, like I, I wasn't saying it was like a, 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 like um, uh, offensive, like but true. It, it's like calling somebody that you know it it is the oh she's mean version of like oh you dingbat like oh you're flighty right? I it's not it's it's not dingbat or flighty. It's mean. No, oh, I mean it's I'm like just, a shrew. No, I'm saying it's a, the equivalent. Like it's uh, like oh. this is to this as this is to this. Yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, yeah. I mean it means like a like a shrewish. Yeah, yeah. Mean wife. Um, I like battle axe. <laughs> the way yeah. the, the way that she plays Doctor Mrs. The Monarch fiddle is so good. It's a uh, it's very funny the way that uh, the the book talks about Irish people. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. um, it, it's it's based on Irish people, and then like, I kind of out of nowhere, Jackson's like every Irish person I know is like this. They're constantly <laughs> yelling at you, but they have the hugest heart. And if something makes them cry, they are really big about it. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, like every Irish person you know is like this. <laughs> um, huh? Okay, 
all right that's yeah. that's yeah. data <laughs> yeah it's it's a trope like this is yeah, you know the, the, the irish yeah. couple you he mentions a fairy tale of new york like mm-hmm. this is this is a trope yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> when they go in, though, we can't we can't bypass Watch and Ward being like, oh, this is always tough. Uh, and he's like, remember Man Grenade's Widow? Yes. <laughs> I still can't go through metal detectors. How good is Man Grenade? Man Grenade's great. <laughs> I love Man Grenade. <laughs> yeah. and, and his Widow has similar powers, I guess. So she goes it's off, It's so good. Too. Man Grenade, Woman Grenade. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I still can't get through metal detectors. What about your goggle port ward? Ward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so she goes in to talk to, to Battle Axe. Uh, and the idea is, you know, she's this Scottish woman. And she at first thinks, you know, oh, whatever he did, you know, he's just drunk. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has to kind of cut through and be like, you know, you know, he's actually dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and she starts uh, doing the, you know, a big uh, bereavement, big showy. Oh, like that whale. It is uh, ghastly. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he was me, man. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Who, uh, she wants to know who uh, killed him. And Dr. And Mrs. Monarch is like, we don't know, but we're going to find out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then she mentioned, she says, hey, I need you to go uh, help me find uh, my husband's haranga tank. <laughs> uh, also very good. Yeah. Um, he never arches without it. And she's at this point, it's very clear she's putting on a show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's she manipulating Dr. And Mrs. The Monarch. Yeah. She's, 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 she's going back and forth between being uh, kind of like a regular affect and, you know, sobbing and just like watching Dr. And Mrs. The Monarch's reaction to try and maximize her discomfort. Right. Yeah. She's a mark. You know, mm-hmm. they, they talk about in the book, this is a contrast between Dr. And Mrs. The Monarch, who is a very high class, upper ranking guild person and uh, Battle Axe, who is, you know, more working class and uh, more like a regular person. Like when Dr. And Mrs. The Monarch first comes in, she's like, our dues are paid up. Yes. You know, I know that I know the drill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't underline it too far, but it's there. Uh, we cut over to Dean. Uh, he's in class at uh, Stuyvesant University, and it's his philosophy course that is being taught by Professor Nidaba. Uh, he's mm-hmm. up there. Uh, what a terrible class! Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's very funny. Uh, it, it's based on like uh, based a little bit on Cornell West mm-hmm. is the idea behind the visual design mm-hmm. uh, here. But he he does the it's a philosophy class, and of course he's a philosophy teacher, so he fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, you know. Talking about Nietzsche, talking about everyone, you must wear the the frightening mask. Yeah, you know before that. Does anyone know who this is? <laughs> I hear uh, just being a showy professor, right? Like got a razzle dazzle him, <laughs> and he it, it, obviously just like okay, this guy's this <laughs> this guy's part he's of got the a huge head. Yeah, he's got a gigantic yeah. head, tiny body. It's like oh, we got a Modoc going on, right? Yeah, yeah. And every um, and, and every and, other professor and a lot of the students are also in the super science world. So I love it. <laughs> I, it's it's uh, it's it's New York, baby. Um, he gets a little uh, thing on his Apple Watch uh, that says, "Since Horangatang is dead, he's next in line. He can arch Doctor Venture." Uh, so he dismisses uh, the class because he wants to prepare, um, and he uh, he stops Dean. So, you know, he's saying, "I read your paper. Uh, how did you read it? I just read it." He's like, "It is truly terrible." Uh, you know, it's an awful paper. He's trying to save Dean. Yes. Uh, as, in terms of dudes, like Think Tank is a pretty good guy. Yeah. Just like there's the villains. There's no reason for my artist kid to get wrapped up in this. I'm not a, I'm not Dr. Z. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, he does the Sherlock Holmes, Robert Downey Jr. Thing. 
<laughs> of mind reading where somebody's been by finding dust on their sleeve. Yeah. It's like, oh, you smell yeah. of antiseptic and I see uh and I see pollen on your left sleeve. You were at the hospital hospital and you took uh, somebody flowers, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Um he's like, you know, you should go find some peace, you know, before the test tomorrow, maybe by getting out of the house between nine and ten thirty PM. <laughs> Very, uh, doesn't want the, the kid to get hurt. Very specific. Yeah. Uh Nadabo's good. Uh while while still being associated with the guild. Yeah. Uh he uh he opens up his secret thing to get his in his tank there and he says it was Nietzsche. <laughs> How do the kids not know that? It was Nietzsche. <laughs> um yeah. if you ever hear an ed- edgelord philosopher, yes. Yeah. Um, God, the performance on Think Tank, the way that everything is very quiet. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Wright was like really strange for them to work with because he did way more takes than they wanted him to. Uh, and he took it really seriously, but he was also like goofing around with it. Like he knew he was there for a comedy, but like just professional and really trying to nail it. And like the characterization of of of, of Think Tank being lonely was was jeffrey wright who brought that there like who played that up and kind of put that color on it like jackson didn't really realize that's what was going on until he heard that performance yeah jeffrey jeffrey wright is great yeah uh he's he's wonderful in uh the not very good show deadwood Mm -hmm. he's like the best part of it um they refer to him in the book they talk about how they found out about him through boardwalk and empire which i've not seen but uh it makes me want to see it because i like jeffrey wright do you say deadwood's not very good not Deadwood. Boardwalk Empire is what I meant to say. Okay. I might have said Deadwood. Yeah. I meant to say Boardwalk Empire. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Uh, not Deadwood. Uh, fuck. He's in uh, uh, Westworld. Westworld. Okay. Which is not very good. Oh, That's yeah. what I meant to say. Yeah. He's Bernard in that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's great. Like, he's mm-hmm. the most interesting character in it. Like, he's, he's wonderful. It's the one good twist mm-hmm. that works in that whole nightmare show. <laughs> um, you know? <laughs> and, like, he's really good in it. But, yeah, mm-hmm. Westworld. Deadwood is awesome. Yeah. I was, was, no, uh, was going to say, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been replaced. <laughs> I've been scrolled. Oh, gosh. So, <laughs> cut over. Uh, Dr. Mr. M- the Mark has uh, figured out where the uh, where the harangue tank is. Uh, it has several unpaid parking tickets and the police have impounded it again. Like they're going to go there, uh, to this actual, you know, it's modeled after the real police impound. Uh, but like, it's full of villain cars, like Scorpio's cars there and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Miss Monarch is like, okay, go pay the tickets. He'll take care of it. She goes to leave and Battleaxe cries saying she shouldn't drive alone. Would you drive me? Um, then she goes back and gets changed and dresses up as Braveheart. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Mrs. The Monarch gets an email from Wide Whale. That's the venture security footage. She starts watching it, but doesn't finish. Right. Uh, so this isn't being important. So the laptop can be opened later. It's a little clunky, mm-hmm. but her starting this video and it's saving the place in the video is a plot point. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, over at the impound, the monarch who is dressed up as the blue morpho, uh, darts the desk guard. Uh, this, <laughs> I thought the wiki was just being goofy by saying that this desk guard was, uh, an allusion to Frank Oz in, uh, the blues brothers. I was like, come on guys, there can be other desk guards. No, they say it in the book. So it's, it's, it's a, uh, melding between Frank Oz from blues brothers and the, uh, the police officer guy from, uh, Terminator two. Mm-hmm. The fat guy who has the twin. Yep. <laughs> they also plays the twin scientist in Gremlins too. Weird. Uh, no. It's before um, they, it's, it's before they could uh it's before they could digitally double people. Yeah. So they actually hire... had to hire that guy <laughs> for all their twins. <laughs> like 
No. Oh, man. Uh, uh, so I took these next bits, uh, it kind of cuts back and forth between these different places. I just, I, I disentangled them cause it's easier to talk about with, without saying, and then over and then over and then over. So just, just yeah. so people know, yeah. we're going to swap these. Yeah. Uh, the, the monarch, the you know, blue Morpho shows up at the place, uh, darts the guard gets inside and they're looking for the Morpho mobile. You know, they can't find it. Uh, they they may they say, oh, you better hurry up. Those poison darts are from the 70s. If it didn't kill him at any moment, he might wake up feeling groovy. Uh, <laughs> good delivery. And the guard, uh, of course, does wake up looking at the darts. And then Battle Axe smashes through the window <laughs> and uh, knock, knocks him out. And Mrs. The Monarch's like, you could have just paid the fine. And she's like, I hate coppers. Uh, and just kind of goes through. It's, it's you know, Fair good. Enough. Battle Axe says a cap. <laughs> um at ventec tower brock is sitting in for hatred again he was in traction uh and he's mm-hmm. watching uh a live broadcast pirate captain is giving uh, an interview denying oh we, we ain't made no god gas uh saying that kind no. of stuff and it's funny because on the cnbc style show uh the host is Warriana. it's her alter ego and brock is like wait a minute what yeah uh he recognized her immediately of course yeah. uh think tank scans him you know, sees that he's, you know, he's not paying attention and then uh, drives up the side of the building to get right up to Rusty. Rusty's on the phone with Billy yelling at him for cutting Ventec's stock value in half. That <laughs> your cheeseburger stunt cost us half a million dollars or whatever. Um, not Billy's fault at all. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, and Think Tank blows through the penthouse and corners him there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, he radio, rusty radios Brock to get and Brock gets in the elevator and says, doc, get to the panic room. Uh, and he cannot, because he has the think tank cannon pointed directly at his head. <laughs> that is not an option. That's what he says. Yeah. There's fun, fun stuff with the cannon. I like the other one, uh, the later one a little bit better, but this is good. Uh, oh, but think tank immediately good. apologizes like the, the, the cannon turret drops and he says, oh, I'm sorry about my dramatic entry. Um, but AD talks in chess metaphors, you know, just a bold opening makes for a more interesting game. And like out of a little compartment, um, comes this little oh, chess board, little chess, chess dispenser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> he just kind of goes over to the couch and just and sits there. He's like, um, I just, I, I, I just, uh, I, I, I have not, I gone up against anybody who can match my intellect. I'm finally, uh, you know, uh, against a man of science. Uh, I, I hope this is going to be an interesting game. And boy, yeah. Think Tank has an entirely incorrect concept of who yeah. Rusty Venture is and what he is about. We got another thing coming. The uh, he so it, it's so because you know Doctor Venture, right? You yeah. know, by by from the outside, you would think he would be a science hero, like intellectual. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rusty's an idiot, and you know Rusty's like, I you know I don't really play. I'm more of a parcheesy guy. <laughs> uh, and then you know, so this deflates him, and then the media is like, Hey, can we just move things along? Like he was going to have this nice evening watching cable and yelling at Billy. Uh, <laughs> Think Tank starts quoting Nietzsche at this point, uh, and just the the resignation in his voice, yeah, you know, is so so sad. Uh, he starts quoting uh, Nietzsche, and Rusty decides to call the hate line yep. to get him. <laughs> just move along. To, to, you be, know? to be fair, somebody started quoting Nietzsche at me. I would uh, immediately consult the authorities. <laughs> we need to yeah. stop this. And they pull out a guitar afterwards. <laughs> oh. Yeah, guitar Nietzsche, <laughs> the worst supervillain, man. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. So, they should keep all of the guitars in a college campus on one side of the campus and all the philosophy majors on another. Oh, and never the twain and shall never meet. Never let them meet. Yeah. yeah, like the beams and Ghostbusters. Like, oh, yeah. 
You cannot put them together. Matter and antimatter. If 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 the two of them touch, boom, annihilation. You're we're done for. Yeah. Straight (laughs) straight to gutter town. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Uh, But. (laughs) <laughs> but uh i love this bit that is the gag with rusty thinking he's calling an actual helpline but it's watching word fucking with him <laughs> yeah they, just... they just set out to do this whole thing yeah. uh, basically just uh doing the classic customer service you know fuck with thing like can you hold and yeah. impersonating a, a recording like it's now easier than ever to, <laughs> to pay. pay your guild dues or whatever <laughs> to pay Have them you, online uh, <laughs> ever heard one of those uh messages that doesn't say our options have recently changed no i mean you know what I'm talking about? I, I i i'm i'm sure that i have but it feels like every one of them does say that it's weird i feel like that's like, one of please listen carefully because our options have recently changed no I've, they haven't i've been calling this vet for <laughs> 10 years i feel like that's one of those yeah. things where they just kind of like have to say that in order to like uh maybe trick somebody into listening so they don't hit the wrong thing um kind of like if you call tech support they're like hey is it plugged in because like you would be really surprised at how many people didn't plug it in you know yeah and covering their ass yeah Yeah. oh but yeah i just i I love them kicking them back and forth and rusty being way too patient for it um but uh the the elevator door opens think tank fires at it but brock isn't there instead he gets the uh the the jump on him and the fight starts um uh, yep. brock bounces off of his energy shield his force field uh we cut back over to the parking lot battle axe opens up the door to the haranga tank which is based on the turtle van uh, <laughs> in terms of shape. um and uh, all these bottles fall out uh, it's disgusting in there. You know, it still smells like him. Whisp- whiskey, cheap Chinese cigarettes, and the sweat of a man who may or may not be part ape. I love that so much. <laughs> That's a real good line. Yeah. Uh, but this wasn't just their arching mobile. This was where they lived together. Uh, you know, it's a it's an RV. Uh, and as Battle Axe is going into more about that, they're interrupted because they hear a loud noise. There's crashing. Um, and Dr. Mrs. the Monarch sees the source it's blue morpho kind of just uh um uh bumbling around and then she goes chasing him yeah uh this leaves battle axe in the haranga tank drinking whiskey and she's like miss miss prissy posh lad won't mind if i check me email <laughs> uh, which is also just kind of a weird <laughs> moment it's, it's 2016 where everyone has a phone uh-huh you know uh it's just a, such a weird little like plot contrivance to have her halfway through the video mm-hmm. and then also have battle axe the character be interested in checking her email at this exact moment <laughs> like it's a i'm gonna give him a little cinema sin for that one ding uh ding uh but she, when she does it she sees the video uh and she sees the blue morpho and rusty together and sees already done their goatees the same are the same so yeah. she puts it together before uh dr mrs the monarch does yeah um, so <laughs> the Monarch and 21, they hide, um, uh, but because they had found the Morphomobile, they hide in the Morphomobile, which is a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Mrs. The Monarch, uh, points that out. You shouldn't have hidden a place that has your fucking face on it. Yeah. And I, I love that. Like, she's like, I'm not fucking kidding around. Like, get <laughs> out. She pulls a Luger on them, completing the Nazi ensemble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nazi Mrs. The Monarch has a Luger. Uh, <laughs> 21 starts the car to go and she's like, yeah, good luck. You're not going to get very far with a boot on your, your window, you know, or on your car or on your wheel. Uh, and, uh, the, you know, she's going to go ahead and shoot him. The monarch ducks and hits a red button and doesn't know what it does, but it activates the car's flight function. It's a flying car. <laughs> yeah. The wheels kick out. 
boot off the boot and they uh, take off. Yes. So point. she goes running for the orangutan, but Battleaxe uh, pulls away to head to Venture Tower. She wants to get her revenge. Um, and then yes. um, the Morphomobile flies off in the, in the other direction. Dr. Miss the Monarch has Watch and Ward go after the blue, uh, the blue flying car, the blue flying Morphomobile. Yeah. Uh, we get the implication that Think Tank and Brock have been fighting during this and they've gotten caught up in this stalemate. <laughs> uh, I love this. Brock has his arm cut in the shield. You know, he's trying to swing his knife, but it's, it's the equivalent of like when the big guy holds the little guy's head back. Yeah. And the little guy has to swing his arms around, but mm-hmm. can't reach him. Yeah. Happens in cartoons. <laughs> love yeah. that stuff. But Brock's the one who says it's a stalemate. And he's like, no, this is not a stalemate. Your position is untenable. <laughs> it's like, you know, I could just turn on my force field and cut off your arm. He's like, yeah, he'd be drowning my blood. Now who's untenable? Like Brock is way into it. Mm-hmm. And the delivery thing tanker is like, I have an energy cannon pressed up against your just like he does it like the delivery is really good uh, uh, and, and rocks like i could dodge it uh it's so good <laughs> the timing like, on it's great like there's just a beat as he makes the as he's like process like oh i could do that yeah don't worry uh of course he can't i'm sure and, his chest plate takes the majority of it <laughs> and cuts over to rusty in the foreground on the the watch having been hung up on by watching ward and then you just see brock fly by in the background <laughs> <laughs> it's really well directed like i don't yeah. oftentimes notice the direction mm-hmm. uh in this episode but the, this action stuff is is really well done in this this is yeah. a big jackson strength yeah just just blasted out the side of them <laughs> i mean and it's like it's presented as a gag but it has it has implications uh <laughs> because brock thinks he's falling to his death but he wakes he opens his eyes uh and sees that Warriana has caught him you know she was she was out on patrol it's nighttime um and she feels awkward about how this morning went you know she's like hey i i really sorry sorry about that i'm not really into pillow talk and i've got so much going on with you know my career and my alter ego and my alter ego's career (laughs) yeah it'd be a nightmare Uh to to be a superhero one of the the things that i i like about that uh the new batman movie it's like Mm -hmm. a batman who hasn't slept in six years yeah well it's the it's the imagine how miserable it'd be oh terrible batman Yeah. I mean, oh, and especially because it's nighttime, but like, that's the most interesting thing about Spider-Man to me is the fact that he has to, you know, that he's poor and has to run from thing to thing and is constantly behind on stuff. Yeah. His multiple, having multiple jobs already is bad. Oh yeah. You know, but then also having one of those jobs be a Spider-Man. No, uh, it doesn't matter how many powers you have still, there's still time. Yeah. It's too much responsibility. (laughs) You know? Like with great power should come at least a weekend every once in a while. <laughs> you know, great power, great benefits. It's like, oh, uh, you're you're you're, <laughs> you're you're gonna take a trip down to the coast? Okay, okay. Thirty three people died of murder yeah, this weekend. Body count because Craven the Craven the Hunter showed up. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> like, it's so sad. Oh. Yeah. Oh, um, but um, she's disinterested. Brock says, "Oh yeah, think take uh, you know, blasted me off of the off of the building," uh, but then she immediately gets possessive, or at least protective. Thinking think yeah. tank. Well, I <laughs> I didn't read her as dismissive or disinterested at first. I just right. was kind of like awkward and just like this is my instinct. Yeah, like yeah. I don't do that. But they're you know they're, this is going to be a little bit of a relationship mm-hmm. here. Like she likes him, but she doesn't have time. But she's going to make time. That's yeah. a very like sweet feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, she he mentions like, oh, I gotta take care of this think tank guy. And she's like, think tank. And of course, the the civil action league or whatever mm-hmm. would uh you know would have tangled with think tank. Yeah. Uh <laughs> but I love the delivery. Don't tell me that pompous son of a gorgon is messing with my man. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, it's great. <laughs> uh, Rusty gets disconnected. Uh, you know, at this point, uh, you know, he's going to write, you know, he's trying to write down the, their case number and his pen leaked in his pocket. So it's a sabotage pen, you know, mm-hmm. even in the first place, yeah. uh, it turns around he finds Brock, uh, holding think tank up out of his tank with Warriana smashing it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, uh, they teamed up and, uh, think tank calls him out. I call this an unsanctioned team up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, it's like, Ooh, team up. Why don't we take this back to my place? Brock says, Hey, no, you know, can we avoid the butt stuff? But she hits him with a lasso. And like he says, he likes it. So good for him. Yeah. Learning stuff about yourself. Yeah. You know, we got, you got the, there's that secret orgasm button in your butt. Yeah. Never gotten it to work, but I uh, <laughs> think she just chooses herself and leaves on foot. Um, the, uh, so the monarch is like this, you know, that was so cool. You know, swing over Ventec tower. I want to take a shit in his pool. Uh, you know, 21 <laughs> resists that so it eventually relents. This is the kind of thing you would have to practice doing. <laughs> Taking a shit out of a moving flying car into a pool. Oh my God. Like that, yeah. that's hard enough to do yeah, like in a video game. Shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's hard enough to do in a video game, like where you, where you're piloting a bomber or whatever. And you, and you yeah. have to like, the cross is talking to you. Yeah. Lead, lead, lead the shot. To you to do it. <laughs> yeah. You have to beat it for some reason. It's mandatory before you can go back and manage your gangs. Uh-huh. <laughs> what game are you talking about? Oh, San Andreas. Okay. Yes. There we go. All right. Yeah. We have all those uh, drone, shitty drone missions. Oh, you're Cross right. Yeah. I forgot that was David Cross. Shit. Yeah. Ugh. What a wretched game. Yeah. What, what a game that got into the way of itself. Like, mm-hmm. you know. We we you have to fly, but we made it the worst flying system that's ever been in a video game. Why not? I wonder if they fixed yeah. that. They didn't. We do. Yeah. I'm curious. I I mean I I don't. Uh, it's just the, <laughs> it's weird how much those games. Uh, we when we covered Vice City, we're into this too. Mm-hmm. How many annoying things they decide to make mandatory? Yeah, like they're this use of these wealth of optional things. Then like just the worst, most wretched shit is mandatory. Yeah. That, that's what, that's what I like about Saints Row is that they will introduce a mission type and then uh, the rest of it is, uh, is, is, uh, optional to get resources and yeah. unlock stuff. Like it does not, uh, does not force you to do the same thing twice. A lot of the time. It's neat. That's good. Yeah. Um, um anyway. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, uh, they're flying there. Uh, Dr. Mrs. The Monarch sees the blue car follows battle axe is also going there speeding into columbus circle and the guild uh limo is going to run into hank and dean returning from dean's uh night off of studying and they swerve to avoid him battle axe swerves to avoid the limo launches over a statue uh goes in uh careens through think tank and crashes into the whale the hole in the lobby yes so just a little bit of car slapstick at the end uh uh in order to get these two villains off of the map and uh, uh think tank is not dead they intentionally wanted to leave his fate ambiguous uh although yeah, the tank is what got smashed tank t- think tank walked away on yeah, foot yeah uh so so they ended up uh uh he'll come back at least a little bit later uh not as much as i would like him to but uh, Dr. Mrs. The Monarch looks up at the, the crash the, you know, she sees the blue Morpho and then sees Rusty. Rusty is, uh, skimming a turd out of his pool. Uh, <laughs> awful. Uh, I mean, and, you can't just skim a turd out of your pool. Together. You gotta, yeah, I mean, chlorine's not going to deal with that. You got to drain that thing and, uh, um, uh, refill it. Your turd ain't going to work. <sighs> I, I think, I think that the people probably don't do that. 
I think you're right in an ideal world, but if you've ever been in a public pool, somebody's skimmed a turd out of it yeah. without draining it. Ooh la la. Look at you yeah. being too good to swim in turd free in turd water. Come on. Yeah. I uh I mean it's you'll you'll do a natural water, so you'll do unlimited fish fish turds. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it, but one human turd in the distant past. <laughs> you know? It's not homeopathy, know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Just pull, pull, turds pull, 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 world. pull water, <laughs> pull water with a memory of turd. Oh, yeah, God. like like a soup, like a like a like a That's horrible. A, broth. If, you, if you say yeah, if you say broth, uh, I mean we've made fools of us all. But yeah, uh, she sees uh, uh, Rusty look over, uh, and to her, it looks like the uh, uh, Morphomobile flew to the top of Ventec Tower, and then uh, Rusty, in the process of taking off his uh, costume, has looked over to survey his handiwork. So uh, she figures uh, she has identified. She has a link. Uh, We get another just trying to escalate the action, horrible post-credits, non-joke thing. Uh, Dr. And Mrs. The Monarch comes back. They've finished some of the reno- renovations and is apologizing to the monarch in bed for being an asshole and says, hey, sweetie, you're not the enemy. I know who the enemy is. Thinking yeah. it's Dr. Venture. Uh, we just have to see her think in real time yeah. to figure this out. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, you know, again, I don't like the uh, the end credit scenes in these, but it's fun episode for me primarily for think tank reasons. Mm-hmm. Think tank. Uh, I like that. Battle X. I like her uh, busting Dr. And Mrs. The Monarch's balls. Yeah. Yeah. Good episode. A little fillery. A little bit, but good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the next episode also has villain of the week stuff, but I, I like the villain of the week stuff better and it advances the Hank Serena stuff yes. in a really satisfying way. Like I think in terms of filler episodes, the next episode is a cut, a cut above. Oh, it's a standout. Personally. Yeah. I mean, I kind of yeah. like the rest of the season is real good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They do good stuff. Um, and it's so interesting how much, uh, a lot of it just comes down to performance mm-hmm. now. Like I love red death. I think red death is really fun. Mm-hmm. There aren't that many jokes for red death. It's mostly just Clancy Brown, like being amazing, uh-huh. you know, and same thing with think tank, like think tank has a good emotional core to him. And there's, there's a joke there, mm-hmm. but mostly it's just really fun to hear Jeffrey Wright do this voice. Yeah. So good stuff. Uh, if you like this show head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and uh, give us a couple dollars. Support yeah. your boys. You get cool stuff. Uh, you get access to our Slack. You get bonus content at uh, most of the levels. Uh, it's a great place. And, you know, this is our this is our job. We run the network, and that's how we, uh, that's how we fund uh, the creation of all these shows. Our house. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, how, it's how I feed my house electricity and gas. Yeah. <laughs> how I keep my house hot. Um <laughs> The uh, early release is going away. Yes. We've talked about that on the show, but no matter how many times we say it, somebody will will probably not have heard it. Mm-hmm. So it's worth repeating. Um, yeah. Early release is going away. So we're replacing it with other uh, benefits that we have. We talked about this a bunch. Yep. Um, just keep in mind, if you want, uh, you know, at $3, you're going to get a big bonus pack of premium stuff. And at $5, you get the extra shows and all that and. Uh, that kind of jazz yeah. and a lot of different shows. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's, it's like a whole other network uh, within the network. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else? No. Anything Tell your friends, ratings, reviews. reviews, usual stuff. You've listened to podcasts before. Yeah. You know how to do it. <laughs> uh, until next time. Go, go team venture. venture.